This is the Novel Marketing Podcast, episode 68. I'm James L. Rubart. I'm Thomas Umstead, Jr. And this is the show for novelists who want to become best-selling authors. And that's everybody, right, Thomas? <laughs> Hopefully. Some people just write for their kids, but yeah, most folks want okay, to become right best-selling authors. But today we're going to be talking about spending money. Uh, we often talk about what not to spend your money on or what free marketing techniques you can do. But we got an email from Erica Bord. Bur- help me out, Jim. Bur- Burgesson. Borgerson. Borgerson. Uh, she, uh, uh, her website's the Lazy Girls, Lazy Girl Guides, and she's the author of Lazy Girls, Lazy Girl Guide to Healthy Eating, and the Lazy Girl Guide to Fitness. And she asks, "So, since you really don't recommend spending money doing a book trailer, which we don't, to promote our books, what would you mention us spending money on? You mentioned Goodreads." ads a place i never knew used ads but this is one of those places to pay for but is this one of the best places to pay for advertising any lowish cost places to be sure we place an ad to reach readers if you had to pick one or two i write several separate series of non-fiction books but i'm also working on a coming of age novel so i'm interested if the answers are different for fiction versus nonfiction. thanks so much for the podcast and erica thank you so much for an excellent excellent question yeah, this is a great question, and it's a question a lot of authors are wondering what to spend money on. And before we talk about specifically what to spend money on, I'd like to talk a little bit about your thinking in terms mm-hmm. of advertising. Because a lot of authors are like, I want to spend as little money on advertising as possible. And I think that's really the wrong way to look at it. Um, I think the way to look at advertising is that there's a store that's selling $1 bills. And, you know, Jim, how much would you buy a $1 bill for me from? What would you pay? I'd probably pay all the way up to 99 cents. Exactly. Because if you could buy a $1 bill for 99 cents, you make one cent. How many bills would I you make buy? A penny. Yeah, how many $1 <laughs> bills would you buy for 99 cents? Every, all, all the stock you had in the store. Yeah, exactly. If you, you have, let's say you have $1,000 and you spend all $1,000 buying $1 bills for 99 cents, you're going to have $1,000. One hundred thousand ten dollars. You'll make some sort. I don't know. Do math on the on the air. So the idea of with advertising is that you're essentially buying money. You're or you or another way to think about it is you're buying customers. So if you make three dollars a book, you know, in royalties if you're self-published, and you can get new readers for two dollars a book, you want to spend as much on advertising as possible because for every two dollars you spend, you make three dollars. So you're basically buying one dollar bills for sixty cents. So. Now, if you're traditionally published, this is a lot harder because when you're only making 80 cents a copy and you've already made that in your advance, there's not a lot of incentive to spend money on advertising. So we're going to assume for this episode that you're, tradition- you're self-published because self-published folks have uh, more margin uh, to work with. So hopefully if you're traditionally published, your publisher is paying for advertising. <coughs> Excuse me as I laugh <laughs> to myself. Okay. <laughs> Some traditional publishers do spend advertising on something. So... Um, when it comes to spending money uh, on your book, I had a hard time like giving you two things to spend money on because there's kind of different categories to spend money on. And I would say those are author infrastructure, book infrastructure, and then book launch. So Jim, give us some examples of some things that are author infrastructure that authors need to spend money on. 
So author infrastructure, things like your headshot, because you are going to be using that headshot on your books, on your website, social media, this kind of thing. So that's something you do want to spend money on. And in the case of author photos, you get a good author photo. That's something that lasts for three years. Uh, you don't want it to go too long and you start looking different than the photo. But that's something you invest in, let's say, every three to four years. And that's and if you're putting out multiple books a year, you can use the same portrait on the back of right. those different books. And so it, it's not a, like a per book expense. Another thing that's author infrastructure is training. It, you know, if, you, if you're really short on money, if you've got a $500 or less budget for marketing your book, I would spend all $500 of your money on training um, because that's how you learn how to do it yourself. So authors typically fit, they're either cash rich or they're time rich. The ideal author is both time rich and cash rich, but that doesn't that rarely happens. <laughs> and authors who are time poor and cash poor need to get a day job because they're not going to be successful because they don't have the time to invest or the money to invest. So they need to, you know, go get a real job so at least they have some money uh, to play with. So training, you know, this includes writers' conferences, online training, uh, books. I think that every author needs to buy five, ten, twenty books on writing and marketing and read them. It's one of the best investments you'll ever make. Uh, you know marketing gurus will charge you $300 an hour for consulting. We'll give you 10 hours of their wisdom in a $20 book. It's an unbelievable bargain. So spend, invest money on training. You need to, we've talked about this in past episodes, but you need to know how to sound on the radio. You need to know how to answer a blog tour question. Just because you're a writer who can uh, put out a 90,000 word novel does not know you mean know how to answer a blog question or a question on the radio or how to present yourself. So Thomas is right. That seems like, wow, I have to spend money on that. Yeah, you do because you are a product and you need to understand how to promote that product, meaning yourself. That's right. There's also some free sources of training, like some podcast I heard of that's available on iTunes. <laughs> we give this stuff away for free. We don't even ask you to pay for a novel marketing <laughs> podcast. So, But it does cost you 15 minutes of your life, 20 minutes of your life to listen to this show. And those are 15 or 20 minutes that you never get back. You'll live the rest of your life and die, and you'll never get back the time you spent <laughs> listening to this show, which is a lot of pressure on us to provide value. Uh, for you uh, for the show because you're paying us in your time which is very precious uh, another part of your author infrastructure is your website uh, slash blog so if you're having somebody else build you a website professional websites start around you know fifteen hundred dollars two thousand um, dollars you can build one yourself a wordpress website from a template and you can get some good templates for a hundred to two hundred and fifty dollars and um, a template will take a lot of the cost out of um, building it for you. And then plugins like MyBookTable make it a lot easier to build your own website. And then finally, uh, for author infrastructure, is your email list. Now, if you're using MailChimp, which we both recommend, it's free up to 2,000 subscribers. But after that, you'll be paying a monthly fee, 30 bucks a month, 40 bucks a month, depending on how many subscribers you have. So that's a few items with author infrastructure. Let's talk about book infrastructure. First is your book cover. And people, sorry, they do. They judge a book by the cover. It definitely gives a vibe and a feel. And that's why we believe in, in spending the money to get a decent cover. And these days, you do not have to spend thousands of dollars to get a cover. There's, there's all kinds of places like a 99designs and other places where you can get a very professional cover for you know 300 all the way up to say $1,500 but we encourage you if any of you are fans of like BookBub you see those books come through your email and you look at some of them and you immediately go 
oh my gosh, somebody thought they were a graphics designer, did the cover, and it looks horrible. You do not want to do that. The book cover is an area where you want to spend money. That's right. A funny story on book covers real quick. Uh, my book that recently came out, Courtship and Crisis, I got a note uh, from a guy. He left it on his coffee table in his um, house. He lives in a house with a bunch of other college students. And two or three of his roommates read the book. One of them read half the book in one sitting, just sat down, found the cover interesting, started reading it, couldn't put it down. One guy read the whole thing and ended up leaving an Amazon review. So one of my Amazon reviews is by some guy who's got my book's roommate who just happened to sit down and couldn't put the book down and then went and left a review. Hmm. Um, And so that's the power of a really effective cover. When it's a poor cover, when you give the book to somebody, they don't end up reading it. And this really hurts your marketing. So this is what we mean by infrastructure, good covers, amplify all the other things we're going to talk about whereas uh, poor covers subtract from all of those things so the front of the book is important but also the back of the book so tell us about the back of the book jim the back of the book is incredibly important because what happens is the front makes you go huh i wonder what this is about this looks intriguing they go to the back and that is your literally 20 seconds 20 to 30 seconds to capture them if that back cover copy does not capture them, does not intrigue, then they're putting the book down. They're not going to even look at it. And that happens, obviously, with a physical book. How that happens with an ebook is, let's take Amazon, for example. You look at the cover, you like it, and then you start reading that little paragraph that tells you what the book is about. And what I've seen over and over and over again from independent authors is they think they can write copy. And copywriting is not easy to do. As you often say, it's hard to read uh, the label when you're standing inside of the bottle. So for my book, I knew I couldn't write the copy because I was too in the middle of it. And so I hired a copywriting expert, a guy by the name of James L. Rubart, to write the cover (laughs) copy for me because I knew I needed an outside perspective. And and you put together some some copy and you were able to describe the book in such a more concise and effective way than I would have been able to do it. I could have done it. I could have done what you did in five times more words. <laughs> and that is, in essence, the skill of copywriting. It's able to distill the main appeal of a book to its very core essence so that as people see it on Amazon or on my book table or on the back of the book, they're like, ooh, I want to know more about this book. And then typically what they'll do is they'll open the book to a random page and read a random paragraph. And if they like and find that random page slash random paragraph interesting, they're buying your book. And I will, I guess I will give myself a small commercial here. I get hired by publishers and I actually write my own back cover copy for my novels and I do it for friends. I write their novels and Thomas mentioned I wrote back cover copy for him. If you would like to talk to me about uh, fees for writing back cover copy for you, I would love to do it. I really enjoy doing it. I've written over a thousand radio and TV commercials and that's where I really cut my teeth on figuring out how do you distill an entire company down to 30 seconds? How do you distill an entire book down to 150 words? So if you're interested in that, you can simply mail me, uh, email me at james at jameslrubart.com. All right. And, uh, I'm not getting paid for this endorsement, but I highly recommend James (laughs) Elberbart's copywriting. Uh, The final thing for book infrastructure is an audiobook, especially if you're targeting younger people. This is one of the things I don't yet have for my book. I'm in the process of recording the audiobook right now. Um, Young people really prefer audiobooks. I've talked with a bunch of folks who are waiting to read my book for the audiobook to come out. And so 
uh, audiobooks used to be very expensive. If you hired a professional crew, you go into a professional studio, you're looking at three to $5,000 to record it. The cost now has come down. You can record it yourself on equipment that you buy yourself for a couple hundred bucks. You can um, find somebody on Craigslist who can do it for you inexpensively, or you can go to acx.com, which connects professional audiobook readers with authors. And the costs there are often free where you pay nothing for the audiobook to be recorded, and then you split the profit from the audiobook 50-50 with the uh, narrator. Or you can pay them a fixed amount of money. But if you're really tight on cash, this is a really easy way to increase your revenue because you're like, oh, but it's only 50 cents, 50%. I wrote all the book. It's like, yes, but it's 50% of money that you would not make if you didn't have an audiobook. And so... There's no reason not to go on ACX and get an audiobook version of your book unless you're traditionally published and your publisher will not release back the audiobook rights. It's one of the big downsides. Let me talk to you. I'm really I'm hating on traditional Thomas. publishers today. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm glad Thomas brought ACX up because I, I want to talk just for a second the perspective from the other side. You say, well, gosh, that sounds like a good deal. I do it for free. But am I going to get a quality narrator if he's doing it or she's doing it for free? And the answer is yes, you will. In fact, a friend of Thomas's and mine, in fact, I'm, I'm using his microphone right now for the podcast. He's done, I think, four books at this point. He was the number one voice on Voices.com. So this is a guy with a phenomenal voice, does an amazing job. And he and I were together the other day, and he says, Jim, this ACX thing is amazing. I just I get a check every month. I get a check every month, and I and at this point I'm doing nothing. In other words, he's continuing to get royalties off the books he's already done. So for the narrator, it's a wonderful deal. For you, it's a wonderful deal because you haven't paid any money out. And like Thomas said, uh, boy, <laughs> ten ten bucks is always better than zero bucks, <laughs> even if you're paying a higher percentage. That's right. Now ACX also offers the option. If you have the cash and you want to spend you know, several thousand dollars, you can get 100% of the royalties moving yes. forward. So you have the option to go both ways, but you really have no excuse, in my opinion, not to pick one of them because being on Audible really increases your revenue. Okay, so we've talked about building our author infrastructure. We've talked about building your book infrastructure. Now let's talk about the book launch. Now, what I said about spending money, you know, you want to spend less money in advertising than you make in revenue, that doesn't necessarily apply to the book launch because the goal of the launch is to get the momentum running. And if you can acquire readers who then talk about your book to other readers, you can get this momentum going where suddenly you're getting readers for free. So I kind of had to rack my brains like, what are the best ways to spend money for a book launch? And there's no one right answer. So as, as an author, you want to play to your strengths. But I do want to throw out some ideas of seen, things that I've seen work as a professional marketer, uh, things I've seen work working as a marketing director for a publishing company and, and working with self-published authors. Uh, one really great tool that I think every strategy needs to involve is review copies. So to send somebody a paper review copy, you're looking at seven bucks if you're print on demand, or you can send them an electronic review copy for free. That's one of the best investments you can make. I'm very generous with electronic review copies. I will give you a free ebook copy if you will review my book on your blog. And uh, this is a very inexpensive, cost-effective way of promoting your book. And don't worry about piracy. In fact, I'm so not worried about piracy. 
my book isn't fully copyrighted. My book is Creative Commons, which means it's actually legal to share the PDF um, because I know the more people who talk about the book, the more people buy the paper book. And I, I retained exclusive uh, commercial rights to my book. So I'm the only person who can sell the book, but anyone can share it. Uh, another thing similar to review copies is giveaway copies. So you can give away copies on Goodreads or other places uh, to build your list. Uh, typically with a giveaway, people want uh, the paper, and so you're looking at $7 a copy. Uh, Goodreads ads. Uh, Goodreads ads can be as cheap as a few dollars. Uh, you know, you pay per impression, and it's it's very inexpensive, and it typically is very effective. Uh, you can go a long way with $100 or $150 spent on Goodreads ads. And similarly, Facebook ads, which are a little bit trickier to do effectively. I'd try Goodreads first uh, before trying Facebook. Um, but one thing, if you can pull it off, uh, the next thing to spend money on is BookBub. So Jim, you've had some of your books on BookBub, is that right? I've had a number of my books on BookBub, and what I have found happens, using Amazon as the benchmark, is my books have dropped uh, to the top 100 in in Amazon repeatedly. So not... Uh, top 100 fiction, top 100 books overall. And BookBub is not that expensive. Even if you're selling your book at 99 cents, to acquire that many sales uh, is really powerful because you are selling an immediate product, but you are also selling what? A future product. In other words, if somebody likes that book, you're linking them to other of your books, so that can become a multiple book sale every time you're on BookBub. So personally, I've seen tremendous success with it. I have yet But there's to... a challenge. There's a challenge. That's right. BookBub, so BookBub, right? you can't just buy a BookBub ad. They only accept about 20% of the books that are submitted to them uh, right now. And that's, that's not a made-up number. Most people get rejected most of the time with BookBub. I will say, though, that of the people who've purchased BookBub ads, I can't think of a single author who didn't make their money back within the first week of the ad being live. Uh, so if you right. can't get on BookBub, there's a lot of BookBub alternatives, and we may do an episode talking about the BookBub alternatives. In fact, with my day job working as a marketing director for Enclave Publishing, we've been using all the different alternatives and comparing them one to another as we do ads and tracking it. We have the super spreadsheet. So we actually have real data as to which ones are the good alternatives. So if you all request it, we might do an episode uh, and talk about uh, the BookBub alternatives. But like eReader News Today is, is an example of a, a good alternative to BookBub. And typically those alternatives are both less expensive, reach fewer people, and are easier to get into. So if BookBub mm -hmm. turns you down, there's some BookBub clones uh, that you can find. And if you just Google it, BookBub alternatives, there's, there's quite a list. Uh, the final thing to spend money on for book launch, and this is only if you really have money to spend, is a PR campaign. Hiring a publicist who can get you on the radio and get you on TV. And you want to go with a real PR company, not the like bundle that came with your you know author solutions <laughs> we're about to get into what not to spend money on but author uh, solutions dude that's where you yeah. don't spend money uh, any any of the author solutions companies i universe ex libris etc i i would avoid spending any money but if you have them print your book first off my condolences but secondly don't give them any more money. Those The marketing packages that come with the company that printed your book, even like a CreateSpace marketing package, typically there's a whole lot of markup. They've hired some guy in India to do what you're paying $250 for. They're paying somebody else $10 to do it, and they're keeping all the, the difference. So you want to work with a real company that works directly with authors. Don't buy it through your printer. So what should we not spend money on, Jim? 
Well, uh, we did an episode on this, so we won't belabor the point, but book trailer, no. No, not not money well spent. What yeah. else, Thomas? A marketing package. We already talked about that. Marketing package from the company <clears throat> that printed your book. Uh, another thing, and it's a little bit controversial, but I'd say I wouldn't spend money on a blog tour, especially for novelists. I don't think that a typical blog tour where it's like, what's your inspiration to write and all those boring questions that get asked for novelists? No one's going to read your answers to those questions and be like, wow, she's inspired by nature. I must read her novel. It's like nobody cares. That's not going to move copies. Um, I'd much rather a blog tour where you're sending copies to the the bloggers and they're leaving actual reviews of your book. That I can see making work, um, but not a kind of traditional blog tour. For nonfiction, if you're able to get on popular blogs, maybe – but um, typically what I see with blog tours as you buy them from author services companies is that you're on a tour of blogs that don't really get much traffic. And the um, blog tour companies are often really cagey as to how much traffic these blogs get um, with the data. And the reality is these blogs, most of them get v- zero visitors. Um, and, and I've had some success with blog tours, but that's because my because I'm traditionally published at this point and my um, – my publisher has hired a PR firm to find the blogs that actually do get traffic. The problem is, as an indie author, is you got to do a lot of homework. And, and again, time is money as well. you got to spend a lot of time to find the ones that work, submit, re- correspond, et cetera, et cetera. Right. You want to look up their Alexa score, their Compete score, their Clout score. There's a lot of tools that you can use to figure out which blogs are legit. If you all are interested, we can do an episode on blog tours in the future. Um, but other things not to spend money on, trade show anything. <laughs> so <laughs> Trade shows are almost never a good use of marketing dollars in any circumstance for in most industries um, but it's especially true for authors i know a lot of authors try to break in to like the homeschool market and they'll get a booth at a trade show and they'll spend five hundred dollars on a booth or a thousand dollars on a booth and then they'll and then another five hundred dollars on the hotel and another four hundred dollars on the airplane so they're twenty five hundred dollars into this trip and they sell a thousand dollars worth of books <laughs> it's like hmm, you're buying one dollar bills for two dollars and fifty cents that's not a good investment <laughs> um another one and th- this is a tough one because this is this is kind of the you know one of the, one of the icons of being an author and but that's the book uh, the book signing, right? Where you go in and you do a book signing and extended a book signing tour. Let me tell you, the math on that is what? Let's say you're selling your book for $2.99. Uh, after cost, you're going to get 2 bucks on your book if you've really done it right. Well, essentially, by the time you spend the gas and the money to get there, if you sell 10 books, you're, you're you're upside down. I, I the the problem, and I've done a lot of book signings uh, that have been paid for for me, and and they just unless you are selling, you know, a million copies of your book on a regular basis, book signing tours are not the best use of your time or your money. Basically, book signing tours don't work until you don't need them to work. <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> so you don't need them anymore. <laughs> then yeah, they work. And, then, and then once you don't need them, then they work well. The exception uh, is a book signing at an event where you're speaking. Uh, I, those those work. Um, but again, for novelists, they don't have a lot, a lot of opportunities to speak about their book. So I would not spend money on that. Um, and then uh, TV ads, 
in radio ads. If you're able to make a deal uh, like certain people and get free radio ads, you know, for being awesome, you know, hey, I, I would not turn down free stuff, you know, so someone wants to make me a free TV ad, I'll take it. But I wouldn't spend money on that. And you'll notice even big authors, New York Times bestselling authors, that's not where they're spending their money, even big publishers. You'll very rarely see a television ad or a radio ad. And the reason is, is they just don't pay for themselves. All right. This episode of My Book Table has been brought to you by my, or sorry, this episode of Novel Marketing has been brought to you by My Book Table. Um, this plugin is one of the cheapest ways to upgrade your website and to boost your book sales. It also helps you make more money per book by integrating with Amazon's affiliate program. In fact, I got to find this out myself. So I am now using My Book Table as an author now that my book is out, and I make about a dollar in affiliate revenue per book. Uh, which is a lot higher than I was expecting it to be. And I make random money off of the most random things on Amazon because Amazon's affiliate program gives you a cut of the cart and people buy crazy, crazy things on Amazon. <laughs> uh, I would list, but I will not. Um, but I get a, a, a cut of that as well. And so uh, my book table can pay for itself very quickly just in the affiliate revenue. And if you use the coupon code Novel Marketing on checkout, you can get an additional 10% off. And you can learn more at mybooktable.com. Hey, you want you want free publicity, right, for your book? We will feature your book on Novel Marketing because what we're starting to do is feature iTunes reviews on future podcast episodes. So you can give your review on iTunes of our podcast, and then we will talk about it on the air and mention your book. And by the way, it doesn't have to be a positive. You you might hate us and we'll also give you a chance to voice your opinion. So go to Negative iTunes. reviews make for good radio. <laughs> they do. They do. They make it entertaining. So go to iTunes, uh, review the podcast, and leave your name and the title of your book, and uh, you could be on an upcoming episode. And uh, today's featured review comes from Gary Neil Hansen. He's the author of Kneeling with Giant. Giants, and he writes, I'm a nonfiction author and I love this podcast. The marketing information is almost always applicable beyond novels. Umstead and Rubart have solid experience in the subject and bring in terrific, terrific guests to add expertise and keep it interesting. And I just want to say thank you, Gary, and thank you for spelling our last names correctly. That's like my love language. <laughs> Somebody can figure out how to spell Umstead. Yeah, amazing. I've been getting uh, negative reviews of my book uh, and <laughs> they're misspelling my name, and it's always kind of painful. So thank you, Gary after your uh, wonderful review. And again, his book is Kneeling with Giants. You've been listening to James L. Rubart and Thomas Umstead Jr. on the Novel Marketing Podcast, giving you novel ideas on how to promote yourself and your writing offline, online, and everywhere in between. <laughs>